0: What constitutional amendments are on the ballot? This is a special edition of Headlines. Okay, early voting has started in Texas. It actually started yesterday. Maybe you've already voted, but if you're like a lot of folks, you probably haven't gotten around to it yet. And Maybe you're not sure how to vote on the constitutional amendments. Specifically, there's 14 different propositions that Texas voters will have the chance to weigh in on and see whether or not those get added to the Texas Constitution. We actually amend the Constitution a lot here in Texas. It's not uncommon. It typically happens in these November elections, especially on off years like this year. But a lot of folks wondering what exactly the amendments are. We're going to run through them. We've got up at texasscorecard.com. By the way, you can see this full list with an explanation, analysis of each, as well as recommendations from different grassroots organizations like True Texas Project, Texans for Fiscal Responsibility, Texas Eagle Forum, Huffines Liberty Foundation. We've got that all compiled at one place, but let's get into it right now, discuss what exactly these propositions are. The first one, Proposition 1, protecting the right to engage in farming, ranching, timber production, horticulture, and wildlife management. Now, it's not uncommon that these constitutional amendments usually include one or two that is designed to attract people in. It's something that sounds good. We've seen in the past they've done uh, the right to hunt or the right to fish. In this case, the right to farm is something that certainly sounds good. Some folks are are certainly in favor of that. There has been criticism from some organizations, specifically True Texas Project and Texas Eagle Forum, that perhaps this amendment its specific language could actually end up benefiting big farms over small farms. So that's something you may want to look into. Proposition two, authorizing a local option exemption from ad valorem taxation, that's property taxes, by a county or municipality of all or part of the appraised value of real property used to operate a childcare facility. Essentially, a potential tax break for those that operate childcare facilities. The criticism with this, of course, from some fiscal organizations, is that when you lower property taxes for some, you actually increase the property tax burden overall. For those who are still paying property taxes, certainly there are people who would rather see property taxes lowered across the board for everyone. Prop three, prohibiting the imposition of an individual wealth or net worth tax, including a tax on the difference between the assets and liabilities of an individual or family. Essentially, this proposition would get rid of or would ban rather any sort of wealth tax in Texas. Proposition four, this was the property tax relief omnibus. Now you may remember earlier this summer, the Texas legislature was in a special session. They actually were in two special sessions over how exactly they were going to distribute funds allocated for property tax relief. And while they only distributed, I think, 18 billion dollars of the 31, 32, 33 billion dollar surplus that they had, the Uh, solution they came to is this proposition form. This would raise the homestead exemption up to $100,000, would also put uh, an elected member of the appraisal board on the ballot as well, as well as some other things. All the fiscal groups, Texans for Fiscal Responsibility specifically, has said they support this, although they would have liked to have seen the legislature do more and that it's ultimately a short-term relief, doesn't eliminate property taxes. Proposition 5, This is relating to the Texas University Fund, which provides funding to certain institutions of higher education to achieve national prominence as major research universities and drive the state economy. Now, that's a lot of words. What this essentially means is that currently there's the permanent university fund, it's often called the PUF, that benefits the University of Texas and Texas A&M. This new university fund would benefit universities like Texas Tech. Proposition six, creating the Texas Water Fund to assist in financing water projects in this state. I feel like I've lost track now of how many different water funds we've funded through these constitutional amendments. It seems like it's been multiple. Uh, certainly, there's criticism about the spending of money that this could add uh, to the state's budget. Proposition seven, providing the creation of the Texas energy fund to support the construction, maintenance, modernization, and operation of electric generating facilities. Those in favor of this amendment would point out that Texas's electric grid right now is vulnerable. We've certainly seen that. We saw that not too long ago. We remember in that winter storm where so much of the state was out of power as the state froze. Now this proposition would essentially create a funding mechanism for more Uh, more reliable energy facilities to be built in Texas. But of course there is a question and has been criticism that this is potentially a form of corporate welfare, that this is picking winners and losers and using tax money to subsidize behavior that should already be incentivized in the market, by the market. Proposition eight, creating the broadband infrastructure fund to expand high-speed broadband access and assist in the financing of connectivity projects. Again, this is another case of corporate welfare, essentially, in this particular situation in order to expand certain kinds of high-speed internet to rural areas of the state. But as some have pointed out, I believe the Texas Eagle Forum correctly pointed out, who's to say what the technology will look like? This could be a situation where we invest good money now into technology that's ultimately outdated. Take Starlink, for example, Elon Musk's uh, internet solution. That runs on satellites. You don't need any infrastructure on the ground. And so, as that becomes more common and as technology continues to improve, this could be a situation where Texas taxpayers' dollars are ultimately used to fund a technology, pick winners and losers, that is ultimately outdated. Proposition nine, authorizing the legislature to provide a cost of living adjustment to certain annuitants of the teacher retirement system of Texas. Annuitants, there's your vocabulary word of the day. Essentially, this is a cost-of-living increase for the retired teachers. Uh, the retired teachers have not received a cost-of-living adjustment for quite some time in Texas. This would allocate money for that. Ultimately, though, this does put billions of dollars in cost on the state budget. Proposition 10, authorizing the legislature to exempt from ad valorem taxation. Equipment or inventory held by a manufacturer of medical or biomedical products to protect the Texas healthcare network and strengthen our medical supply chain. Much like the proposition we discussed earlier that offered a special property tax break to those operating childcare facilities, this would do essentially the same thing for those operating the medical supply chain. Those who uh, uh, look at this are a lot of people that oppose any sort of special property tax break because again, that does necessarily raise the burden on other property taxpayers. Proposition 11, authorizing the legislature to permit conservation and reclamation districts in El Paso County to issue bonds supported by ad valorem tax taxes, property taxes, to fund the development and maintenance of parks and recreational facilities, essentially allows El Paso County to collect more tax money from its citizens in order to build parks. Proposition 12, providing for the abolition of the office of county treasurer in Galveston County. This one is pretty interesting. We don't have time to go into all the details. I do suggest you do your research on this. Essentially, the current treasurer in Galveston County was elected on a platform of eliminating his own office. How often does that happen, right? And so voters will have the chance to do that with this constitutional amendment. However, some have pointed out, especially activists who live in the area, that without a county treasurer, the responsibilities would fall to some less trustworthy, less fiscally responsible members of the county government. And so you've seen some groups, for example, True Texas Project originally uh, recommended a vote for and they changed recently to say against. Proposition 13, increasing the mandatory age of retirement for state justices and judges from 75 to 79. Pretty straightforward. Uh, proposition there. And lastly, Proposition 14, providing for the creation of the Centennial Parks Conservation Fund to be used for the creation and improvement of state parks. Again, a creation of another state fund. So those are the 14 constitutional amendments. And you can go to texasscorecard.com and you can see all of these right at our website, actually right there at the top. If you go, it'll say 2023 constitutional amendments. And that'll have recommendations, analysis from different grassroots organizations. You can do your research before you head to the polls. Early voting continues this week uh, and goes through next week. Election Day is Tuesday, November 7th. Again, you can read more about them at TexasScorecard.com.